Five minutes it is now before 9 p.m. And uh, we heard uh, just under an hour ago, and uh, we're already on air, actually, uh, to hear uh, the passing on of uh, South African music legend Johnny Clegg at uh, the age of uh, 66 after a long battle uh, with uh, cancer. Already have seen the South African government sending their condolences uh, to uh, the Clegg family. And, uh, of course, one of the most celebrated uh, voices and uh, one of the most, uh, I guess, uh, distinguishable uh, voices and acts there. And uh, we'll play to you a song there uh, called Asimbonanga uh, from Savuga, uh, one of the uh, bands that uh, Johnny Clegg was a member of. And I'm joined now uh, on the line to, uh, I guess, uh, reflect on the life uh, of uh, Johnny Clegg and, uh, I guess, uh, to celebrate him in no small measure by... uh, uh, Bongani Masangu, who joins me now on the line. Uh, Bongani, good evening to you, and uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Good evening, Bongani. Good evening, Bongani. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, Bongani is a social commentator and arts writer. And uh, Bongani, uh, certainly uh, many of us are reeling at the news of the passing of uh, Johnny Clegg there. It's certainly a sad day for us here as South Africans. Uh, but uh, when we think about uh, Johnny Clegg, uh, certainly for, for you, what is the first thing that came to mind and what is the last and residing memory of uh, this great South African? Well, for me, Johnny Clegg, uh, I mean, when I was growing up as a kid, uh, there were quite a lot of songs that fascinated me um, about him. Um, uh, songs like Ipolale to songs like... Uh, Mufazumnyama, uh, songs like uh, um, um, the, the Crossing. But, you know, the I think the most important thing about Johnny Clegg was that he exposed um, um, the apartheid system in a sense that he showed the possibilities, that the, the fiction that apartheid was trying to push down the throats of South Africans, whether white or black, was just, uh, was just nonsensical. Mm. So the you know, the, the separation of people to say that uh, if you're white, you are white and your culture is European, you cannot um, associate with African culture. Um, you know, he proved that that's just nonsensical. If you, mm. if, you, if you allowed people to experiment and experience with whatever was available in their space, they will be able to assimilate and be part of that particular mm. community, you know. And, and in fact, what Johnny was doing is something that was already done um, in the early 1900s uh, when, uh, when white people, especially in places like Kimberley, were, were staying side by side with black people and were eating what black people were eating, leaving the culture of black people. And I think that's what scared uh, uh, racists uh, because as, as a dominant people in the continent, it meant that more and more white people were going to embrace African culture mm. and, Af- and the African way of life, you know. So you fast forward to Johnny Clegg um, in the 70s, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, you fast forward to then. He then proves again to the, to the racists that, you know, you are just pushing fiction. If you allowed people to embrace or to experiment with whatever it is that they wanted to mm. experiment it, you know, uh, they will be able to speak proper Zulu. They will be able to do what uh, Africans were doing in the African continent. So, so, you know, I mean, uh, I was thinking about it earlier on to say that if you look at Johnny Clegg, he, I'm sure when you watch these American movies, the Hollywood movies, you mm. will see a white American who will go and, and learn Shaolin or, or Karate. Sure. And, 
and you know, and they will perfect the art, and they will respect the art. And Johnny Clegg, we can say he was a he was a karate kid in the mm. culture and, and and the music space because he respected yeah. the culture. Mm. You know, he appreciated the culture, and he he. You know, he excelled in the culture. He didn't take it for granted. Mm. And uh, my brother Bongani will have to leave it there. Unfortunately, we have run out of time and uh, we uh, know that the tributes will continue uh, to uh, fly in thick and fast for this great South African and somebody who certainly was able to, uh, I guess, uh, uh, assimilate himself to uh, the traditions of uh, migrant workers, which have been a crucial part of uh, the uh, development of this particular country and I think Bongani speaks about the Kimberley experience as one particular experience of that but I think Johannesburg also was able to give uh, to Johnny that kind of experience of um, being able to interact with people from the deep heartland and hinterland of Guazulu and uh, of course take with them their cultures and Iskin uh, Sabo and all manner of other things that they were able to bring uh, with them to the places of their work and Bongani thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, this evening and uh, I must say I think, uh, you know, if we had this song, we would uh, certainly play it. Or if I had this song right now, I'd certainly play it. And uh, as as I was thinking about what Bongani is saying there, one of the residing, I guess, lyrics that come to my mind of Johnny Clegg uh, comes from a song he uh, sang, which had a very interesting music video called Crazy Beautiful World. And uh, in that song, he says, we have to believe that uh, tomorrow brings a better day. And I think there's uh, no greater message and legacy uh, that uh, his life and uh, the example of his life leaves us with than that particular uh, profound and resounding message. 9 p.m. is the time. We'll have to leave it there. And as always, uh, of course, uh, you have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Kubagalo nangoku, sisai banga. Leikonomi.